Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to discovering delectable dining? Find something that sizzles. A time-tested favorite. A feast for your eyes and palate. And a dining experience handled with care. In Vicksburg, the key to the South. Happy to welcome one of the all-time greats in the SEC and now one of the all-time greats in the media because this guy does a little bit of everything. Jacob Hester, former LSU running back, host of Off the Bench down in Baton Rouge, ESPN 104.5, host of Off Campus on Sirius XM. You have a podcast, too. I didn't know this. <laughs> we do. We have pre-gaming the SEC with Chris Doring, of course, Florida legend, where we get to talk about all 14 teams and soon to be you know, 16 teams and so yeah we do that every single week and uh last week was a lot of fun so it's uh it's something we've done for about three years now so why not one more job why not why not yeah i'll have to check that out do you put uh do you put him in the same kind of precarious bets that our friend peter burns does as well he does that to himself i mean <laughs> he keeps agreeing to this lsu florida bet and he keeps doing it to himself i mean i think it's five years in a row if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. yeah uh we talked in the offseason about the running game and how Mississippi State was making a, a transition back to that after the three years of being in the air raid. But have you been surprised watching MSU these first two weeks of just how run-heavy they've been? A little bit. Um, I, I knew they had a talented running back with Woody Marks, but he has been talented catching the ball out of the backfield. I think he holds like every school record for receptions by a running back, but that's what that offense called for. So he was just actually playing within – the offense, I wasn't sure because I caught up with him at media days and I'm talking run game with him. He's like, yeah, there's still some things that I need to figure out because it's been a while since we've done some of those things. But he's been the bright spot for me. Like even last week where I thought the offensive line did struggle at times, certainly in pass protection, he kind of created on his own. And so it has been a surprise how much they've run the football. But it's really no surprise that Woody Marks has been out there and been successful. You know, we saw with Marks holding the receiving records for running backs. I think he's two catches away from just being the all-time leading receiver at Mississippi State yeah. as a running back, which is just an incredible stat. Tell us a little bit more about Marks because I, I think we all thought, okay, this is going to be he's going to be running back one, and and they're going to probably committee this up, but they haven't so far. He he's been a twenty carry a game guy. Did you expect that from him? How, how impressed have you been? I wasn't really sure because they hadn't really done that. Obviously, you lose a back to Washington in the transfer portal, and you're wondering, okay, like how much is that going to affect the running back room? Will it be by committee? But here's the thing. like You don't force a running back by committee, in my opinion. Like If it happens organically, that's fine. But if you have a bell cow, you want that. Like You want somebody to go take that job. And so I guess it's a little surprising just because they haven't really done that in the school's past, but it's all brand new. I knew he had the talent to go out there and be a bell cow back, but you didn't really know like what was going to happen behind him, and nobody's really forced his hand as far as playing time. And so I enjoyed. I think he's a great young man. I think he's a hell of a football player, and he's gone out there and he has earned the right. Like we knew again, he could catch passes. We knew he could do stuff there, but we weren't really sure how he was going to integrate himself into this new offense because it was going to be a lot of new. There would be runs up that he has not run either in a long time. Or maybe ever, right? I mean, it's just you're running gap scheme runs. They haven't done a ton of that. So I'm really happy for him. I'm excited for him. I think he's a great young man, and he's making the most out of that playing time. And I think right now, even with Will Rogers, and you know how high I am on Will Rogers, yeah. I think March has to be the MVP of the offense. Oh, there's no question about that. Let, let's switch over to LSU. I, I did a, an interview earlier today with an LSU beat writer, and we were talking, and he said, 
you know, if I'm Mississippi State, I, I want to pass the ball against this LSU defense. I, I want to attack them in the secondary. And I'm just listening to him thinking, I can't believe what I'm hearing. This is LSU. This is DBU. <laughs> this is, you know, a place where you didn't never want to throw the football because it's just going to get picked off. What's up with the LSU secondary? Why why has it been such a, a struggle from these first couple games? Well, we knew it was going to be a weak area for their defense, and it's really showed the first two weeks, certainly the first week against Florida State. Now, not in bad position, just couldn't make the play. I mean, I think they've had five times where the receiver has just gone up and mothed the DB. It's been good coverage, but he hasn't made the play. And to your point, we're used to seeing LSU go out there and make that play. And it's still a, a brand-new defensive backfield. I mean, you're trying to hold it together with duct tape and super glue through the portal the last two years. And you, you do a deep dive again into the portal. I mean, I think you have three of the four starters are from the portal, two corners and a safety. And so you're trying to piece it together, and it's just not there yet. But I would argue that you could have success running the football against LSU as well. Now, Florida State didn't early. But they did late, and then you go look at the Grambling game, and there's gaping holes in the defense. It's linebackers taking things on with the wrong shoulder. It's when the linebacker does take it on and spill it to the safety in the right manner, the safety's coming in there, diving at ankles, and has his head dropped. Like, it's just bad technique in the run game. The last, really, I would say, three quarters of football for LSU, they got it cleaned up a little bit at the end of the Grambling game, but that's something they got to get fixed because in the SEC, like if teams see that, and certainly Mississippi State has a running back that can take advantage of that, those 30, 40-yard runs you gave up against Grambling are going to be 80-yard runs. The running back's going to hit his head on the goalpost. I mean, it it needs to get cleaned up. Like offensively, there's some good stuff for LSU, but defensive-wise, we're not used to seeing Matt, you know, Matt House's defense have guys out of position, and I don't think it's scheme. I think it's more player. Well, I mean, these are – these are tough things to hear about LSU defense because you think LSU through the years, I mean, I, I, intimidating isn't the right word, right? Is Whatever is above intimidating is how I would classify what LSU likes to do defensively. Speaking of intimidating, I think the, maybe the best defensive player in the conference is Harold Perkins, but we all saw what happened in that first game. And, and something that the coaches do that drives me crazy is like, you, you got a stud, just let him do what he does. Why, why are we overthinking these things? This past week, a little bit more of that from Harold Perkins. What role is he going to play this week against Mississippi State? I don't know. It's changed week from week. But, I mean, he's just got to be a guy that you just let loose and wreak havoc. Um, now, some of this has to fall on Harold Perkins because you have a job to do and you got to go out there and try to execute it. But he was floating in coverage against Florida State. And floating is not what you want to do in coverage. You want to get to your spot know your area, and shut that area down. But it looked like he was really unsure of where he was supposed to be. Even in a fourth and two situation, it was man coverage. The back was on his side, but the back goes across the formation. And again, he kind of waits and delays and then tries to chase the back. It gets real muddy in there. The back catches it on fourth and two and then goes 40 yards all the way down to the goal line. Like that is on Harold Perkins. Like he has got – if they're going to put him in that position, he still has to succeed – and whatever the defense is asking him to do. But with that being said, look, let this guy just go and be free. I mean, we saw it last year against Bama, against Arkansas. That is where he's at his best, right? Micah Parsons with the Dallas Cowboys. If you ask me what position he plays, I don't know. He's all over the place. He lines up at edge. He lines up over the center sometimes. Sometimes he'll play a stack linebacker. But wherever he is, he's impactful. And that is what Harold Perkins has to be for LSU. You saw more last week, like you alluded to. I expect even more so this week. But if you do that, the other linebackers, Omar Spates, Greg Penn, 
uh, the Weeks brothers, Witt and Wes Weeks, they have to step up and kind of take that middle linebacker spot. All right, you kind of sounded like a coach there to that answer, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a coaching hat on you, <laughs> put a headset on you, but I'm going to put you on the Mississippi State sideline. If you're calling plays, if you're in Kevin Barbe's role, how are you attacking this LSU defense? Running the football until they tell me I can't, and then when they stop it, I'm play action all day long. That, that's now, is that Jacob Hester, the running back, telling me that, or is that Jacob Hester, the coach, <laughs> no. telling me that? That's that's Jacob Hester who just watched the uh, the tape on LSU for the second time uh, over the uh, over the uh, the weekend. I watched it on Sunday and then uh, yesterday. I watched it as well. And again, I, I just see gaping holes in the run game because guys aren't fitting it up like it's supposed to be. You know, Mason Smith hadn't played football in a long time. Will that get better this week than it was last week? Probably so. But there were some things he could work on. Kind of stood up in his stance, and so I think that's the way that you attack him. Because going back to it, like your best player so far for Mississippi State has been your running back. Lean on him. Now, he created a lot on his own, I felt like, last week. I just finished watching Mississippi State and Arizona as well. The offensive line does have to play better. Pass protection-wise, I think they really struggled. So if I can't pass protect, my best player is a running back who's creating on his own. The other team right now is having trouble fitting runs. Why would I do anything else? I don't know what I'm going to do next year when Mississippi State's not playing LSU. I I love this week so much, and I, I I like I like talking to you guys. I may just call you up next year, just be like, let's just talk about something. We'll figure something out. Look, then. look, look I, I do off campus on SiriusXM where yeah. we talk coast to coast. Yeah. So Mississippi State falls into that coast. Yeah, I do pre gaming the SEC as we talked about. We talk about all 14 teams. You know, yeah. I played for LSU. I love LSU, but I can talk about other things anytime. I I'm going to hold you to that next next season. We're, we're going to have to. <laughs> We have to find our way through a season without Mississippi State LSU. Jacob Hester, he just mentioned all the stuff he does, but also ESPN 104.5 <laughs> down there in batteries. You take care of T-Bob and Rivers for me, and I'll talk to you again soon. Uh, that is a chore, but I'll do my best. Thanks, man. <laughs> a Super Talk Mississippi media production.